You're listening to Witcher Watch from the Racking Focus Podcast. Toss a coin to your Witcher, oh valley of plenty, oh valley of plenty, oh. Toss a coin to your Witcher, oh valley of plenty. All right, we are back for our chat about episode two. And the clear distinction that I think we both saw was that there's no money. <laughs> Right before this show, the episodes called four marks, and they got many, many more, more than marks four, than yeah. that to do the show. Uh, I'll say just right up front, it feels like a completely different show. Not not the base of it, not the core, but the trappings of it, the, the structure, heck, the cinematography, the lighting, the design, the, the, space, the space. Everyone's everything, in the space, set, right? Like everything. It felt very. I mean, was everything on location? Pretty much, it the, seemed there, like. It uh, felt like or this, sets built for the right sets built for it, and I would think that some of those some of those sets were better than others, especially when we get to Yennefer, which we'll get to later in the episode mm-hmm. our our episode. Uh, but yeah, certainly everything looked better, drastically better. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the the cinematography was more grounded. The production design was much better this episode as well. I thought I'm much more excited. Not that I was yeah. not unexcited, but I'm much more excited at this point. Yeah, it, it, that first episode definitely was a pilot test run sort of thing. To right? See if they could, could this do it. Work. Yeah. Invest as little money as possible, yeah. getting as high quality as you could. Mm-hmm. So let's this time break it down by storyline. So yeah, we're agreed. in a point now where we can start to feel the arc of this tale taking place. And so we have three storylines, uh, the Witcher and the Witcher and the Bard, the Witcher and the Bard. We have the storyline with Yennefer, which I think we'll save we'll till save last. And, and then, then we have middle, we have Siri in the middle, Siri in the middle. She's uh she has shortened her name from instead of Princess Cirilla, she's now Siri. Um, and there's a great line through in this, which we'll get to when we get to the end. I think. Yes. So let's talk about the the uh, the Witcher and the Bard. Yeah. So this Bard isn't actually given a name throughout the entire episode, but if you've read the books, you're speculating that this is in fact Dandelion. What he plays, and Dandelion is Dandelion is the character in the story that yes. we're touching yes. on the yeah, edge of the right. world. I mean, he's a very main character in the books, and so they haven't named him yet. I mean, I can't imagine they're going to do more of the show without him in it, uh, and he's going to pop up randomly. I would, I would I suspect. Think the next episode might be titled something with the bard, so okay, we may cool, be going yeah. right I, back to him. He's one of my favorite characters in the book, so I'm excited that they introduced him. What a but difference yeah. he makes in the storyline! Just talk about bringing up the, the, the Witcher's yeah. character. Yeah, he really pulls out the um, the joy, the little bit of joy that Geralt may have left within his soul somewhere. But it's a uh, it's a cynical, uh, satirical joy that yeah, we you know, get it's almost s- like it gives sarcasm. Geralt something that he can pick on. Right, exactly. Uh, so whether it's pick on physically or, or not. Yeah. So they so they we start with the bard yeah. in a bar playing a song, people throwing bread at him, which he. <laughs> He stuffs into his pants, <laughs> which is great. Uh, and then he go and goes and he sees the Witcher sitting in the corner, and he goes over and he has a conversation with him. Yeah. And we first of all learn that Gerald has no money, right? He flips up his purse, and it's essentially empty. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go to leave, and as they're leaving, uh, one member of that community offers him a pile of dough to deal with a demon. Yes, a, a devil, right? And a devil, uh, a right? Devil, because they've seen him. He's a 
goat looking man that has some horns and i guess that's what the devil looks like yeah um, and they call it's like in the book it's like devil it's so devil they have yeah they, they make so fun brave. they have this weird, <laughs> this weird <laughs> and, they, and they slip into the weird accent within the book they don't that whole story from the book is not in this no they strip they away completely all of the go, like there's town. a there's a big story in the book about more than just the the fight with the devil who is actually uh, uh, a being called a sylvan and uh, they don't even touch on that but they what, speed things up real fast and, and they move into you. what I think is this core plot right mm-hmm. where we need to get and in a thing about the sylvan I thought is really charming is it lets us see a character who is I mean, violent. I mean, he's throwing those metal balls. So good. (laughs) You know, that's got a scar. I have to say the... I can't, I, the Witcher needs to have a scar. I'm expecting The Witcher by the end of the season to just have multiple scars all <laughs> over his face. I'm sure we'll see him shirtless at some point and there will be scars all over his body. Like, Certainly his jerkin and his, his yeah. leather shoulder pads, whatever he's wearing there is now full of nicks. And, nicks and we can also d- see some yeah. sewing, stitching. Stitching, stitching, stitching that's, that's the, the word. word. Thank you, Steph. We, you know, the, the metal balls come. This guy, he's a little beat up, this Sylvan, but he's a monster visually. Yeah. But he's not a monster. But he's not evil, right? right? He's not a monster that that Geralt considers worthy of killing to protect the people within the, the world. He's very sentient, right? Like he is he can he's he has thoughts and emotions as a human would or as an elf would or as a, being, a dwarf would, right? Like being, right? Yes, uh, it's not a Kikimora who's trying to kill a deer because he's hungry and all he does is sit, eat and sleep. Yeah, it's you know, funny like, the word monster and beast seem to be something that is much closer together than this sort of higher develop. Although we do get some pretty serious accusations about humans mm-hmm. in this story. So, so the Witcher gets in this sort of bizarre wrestling match, including one crazy flip in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's tossing the Sylvan around by the horns and throwing him. And the CG was a bit questionable. Yeah. Yeah. A bit questionable. Almost wish they just went full prosthetics. But, and I, and I, I'm going to forgive some of that because uh, we yeah. walked through a giant, valley and yeah. that giant valley we walked through was beautiful yeah and uh it was great to see some space some expanse of, of yeah. environment yeah agreed uh, and and as they're fighting it looks like the witcher's in good shape i guess like he's gonna win right and then right and then he gets the kick to the face by who we don't know uh until we come back to him a little bit later on in the episode but it turns out he's been taken hostage by some some elves and so has uh so the, bard. Uh, the bard we won't we won't call him by any name at this point but yeah the bard and they're tied up uh back to back right in uh these this like weird cave city right is what it looks like just a bunch of a bunch of little alcoves carved into the side of a mountain and these uh, turn out to be elves who used to live on the land and in fact their blood is what's fed the wildly successful growth and right. you know the the farming the agriculture that's happening in that that area and we meet i guess he's they say he's the king right yeah he's um I guess he's the king. I think they they called him that. Uh, his name is Philavandril. Uh, I guess it's King Philavandril. I guess that's that's what they called him. He's in charge. It's it's it seems like. And there's this other angry, really angry female elf, like really bitter, angry female elf who beats the yeah. crap out of the Witcher. Yeah, I do not remember her name, unfortunately. But uh, oh, uh, Teruvial. 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 Yeah, and I mean, let's just bring it up now. The the. Th- the thing that ties all of these plots together for the three characters is the mistreatment of elves. Right. And it's something you get in the book. I don't know if you get it in the video game, but you're getting it from the book and you're getting it in 
the in the the TV show here, uh, and that is the racism towards these these elves. It and, feels a lot like the treat of the Native Americans, right? Yeah. It sounds just yeah. like that language. Yeah, and from what I understand, based off of the book and based off the TV show, the elves were here first, right? And they're the ones who the fields were theirs, and the the they they helped the the humans create magic. Well, um, they they used magic, and they then used, they taught, they them, taught magic, them magic. Yeah, and then Sorry, humans turned the it on word. them. Yes, yeah. they taught the magic, and so they were the ones who originated everything. It sounds like, and this was their land, and they got pushed off to the edge of the world, which is the title of that chapter in the Last Wish was uh, the edge of the world. So uh, you know, yeah. there's it's great when you know the Witcher's getting smacked around. There's a loot brush or a loot strum for each every, punch. Every punch, yeah, so, so nice. So nice. Did they mention because he has a new loot at the end? No, we it, they Did smashed they, the loot. Okay, because I know in the book he gets they give him a new yeah. loot, but I didn't hear him mention that. He no, he said it. Okay, maybe yeah. I just missed the he line. He said it was Philandrel's Philandrel's uh, loot. loot. Okay, uh, but the but yeah, the smashing of the loot is yeah. a thing I like in the book, and it plays out pretty nicely yeah, here. It was a good moment. Uh, uh, that the, the dialogue between Geralt and Dandelion is great all through this sequence, like all through this storyline. But while they're tied up together, it's really nice to have Dandelion quiet, so the Witcher can uh-huh. talk about his non-allegiance to yeah. humanity yeah and that he is just like the elves he but he's just learned how to coexist with the people who mistreat him and he's very encouraging toward these elves right like hey just put aside our differences and figure out how to to live together or just go somewhere else and regain your strength and show them that you are strong and powerful and i don't know if he was suggesting that hey maybe you got to fight back here and there but it sounds like it was build an army and and go take back your land and certainly uh, the the elf's name who I don't know the, no the angry Teruvial Teruvial was like there's a lot of us who want to do that let's let's do it and mm-hmm. uh, the Witcher does also offer his neck like if you're gonna kill me kill me I'm he's ready. ready like he's I think he's made uh, peace with his passing I mean I, I I feel like as a Witcher every time you go out to fight a monster like. Your death, you know your death is going to be at the hands of some monster, right? It could be today, it could be next week, it could be in a year, 10 years, whatever. So I think at, at this point in his life, he's made his peace with like, when it's my time, it's my time. And if it's by a monster, then all right. If it's by the hands of an elf, then okay. Like, I'm just ready to go. If, if, right, if it's going to happen, like, do it. Just do it. You yeah. know, and it's interesting. There's two other sort of thematic things running through this episode that popped out there. One was the idea of characters being bullied by someone right so each of our three characters is in a situation where there's some aggressive bullying figure who, yeah. who's doing it whether it's as we'll get to Yennefer there's a couple different people who could be doing it there certainly our feather-headed friend is uh, the bully in the the middle story and then in this witcher tale it's the elves who are, who are doing some measure of bullying and then yeah. we discover it's actually the humans who are bullying the elves there is yeah. a story about that power structure and how that works uh, and then there is also a sense of the ability to be ready to die and we see all three of those characters in a position where they're at the brink of life where death could be a choice that they make and in uh, in the you know surrealist storyline that isn't what happens right she doesn't right. make that choice but the other two do make that choice willing to die and uh, we'll get to what happens with Yennefer when we get there yeah um not much other than that happens with Geralt it's really he hunts down the Sylvan he gets his money and he gets tied up and beaten around a little bit by some elves and then 
then he's off. And he gives them the money, and off he and yeah. the bard go with the bard singing a song that got stuck in your head uh, as it ends the episode. Yeah. And uh, they're apparently going to be together. Looks like that's yeah, going to be a, a thing. Yeah, there's a big happening. sigh of like, oh, okay, I guess I'm stuck with this bard for a little bit, but maybe he'll clear my name up. Right. Like, who knows? Uh, right. I mean, there, there's the thing like, the history isn't the truth. We get pretty clearly. Yeah. He's, uh, what does he say? Um, it's. Uh, respect doesn't make history right have some respect for what you've actually witnessed he's embellishing obviously everything that has has been seen he's like respect doesn't make history very fun to see the relationship kind of form and hopefully it i mean you can't i feel like you can't have Geralt just roaming the countryside by himself for eight episodes you know like there needs to be uh something a little bit it really opened him up and you know in that first episode we probably needed him to be alone because the trauma and tragedy has to sit pretty hard in our our gut but at this point now we need to bring that story up the adventure needs to take over and it feels like it works yeah uh do you want to move on to siri yeah let's talk about siri uh so she's starting in the woods just i mean it seems like she's only a day or so after escaping from the hands of well it was three days right but we don't know how long it was when we caught up with her she could have right. she could have been on the a little bit of snow yeah right. yeah she's on the run trying to hide from Nilfgaard, and she stumbles across this random random boy in the woods who is mute and feeds her a rat and well that well she refuses the rat for refuses a while the rat yeah i mean uh, i would have too i think because i don't want to eat a rat that's pretty gross but if you're starving just take it. Yeah, it was a nice. It, it was a little bit of a tropey beat when yeah. she's like, "I won't eat the rat." Oh, it's on the spit. But yeah. the scene between the two of them was nice, yeah. and we do learn a lot about her through her interaction with that that elf. Or not? I guess I'm jumping the gun. Well, but it's spoilers. It, so now, whatever. It's, uh, he's an elf. He's an elf. Uh, but at this point, she doesn't know episode. that, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, and uh, uh, she. And and he's he's a black elf, right? right? And so we've seen two different, I guess, skin colors of elves, right? So they can come in. White and black. I don't know how. Uh, what other forms or what other right? What'll uh, play out there? Yeah, like I don't know how many different. If there's different forms of elves, different versions of elves. Obviously, um, uh, we'll get into Yennefer's whole section in a minute. But yeah, so she befriends this elf that she doesn't know is an elf, but he disappears after she finds. Yeah, and she gives him her a, glove, which I thought was one yeah, of those like great sweet. character moments. Yeah. Right? She's her hands are warm, and she gives that glove, and that's going to be important very once she important. gets to the town. And it's great character development for her camp. because. It, it gives the audience a chance to understand that Siri is even with nothing right now. She's still selfless uh, and has a good heart. I think towards towards the people who are also good to her. I I, I want to say, but yeah, um, and she, in, in a way, she's like shedding the what it means uh-huh. to be royalty because yeah. she does a couple of times. She tries the button line right? right, and she 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 puts the gunk in her hair to change her look, so yep. she's become dirty. But then she's in a robe that's obvi- or obvious, or a cape, or a cloak yeah. that's obviously worth money, mm-hmm. and she ends up with this family, right? The family um, of uh, the the father in that family who is now passed because of the the Nilfgaard attack was the one who made her cloak and so a craftsman right and craftsman, yet yeah. an upper class member we, we learn a lot about class in this moment in this in this world this great world building and so there's a a, a dwarf or a little person there as well yeah i don't know what his species was dwarf halfling i'm not sure what he was uh, or just a small human i'm not sure man. what yeah. it is but we you know he's there and the mother 
of uh, the a guy befriends her and takes her back home, and the mother says, "Oh, the cloak is beautiful. My husband made it, but he's passed away in the in the war. Yeah. And oh, your shoes look awful. We get her some new shoes." Yeah, and you really think like, "Oh, we're just gonna we're gonna go and make you some shoes, or we're gonna have somebody make you <laughs> shoes, or we're gonna buy some shoes." No, let's call the short man over here and have him take off his shoes and hand it over to Siri. And I really thought she was going to deny the trade at right. first. And she never did. When she's not ready for that yet. Yeah. I think I think doing so probably would have dishonored the family. She was so she was making a decision of almost a lesser evil, in fact, in a way of right. who do I offend? And I mean, yeah, I think she probably chose right based on how that whole thing ended potentially where it goes uh but where it went was potentially it it was it was because of what happened earlier i would say drove to well i'm just gonna say it drove to the the small man killing the the mother yeah and we can talk about that that i I do want to mention the sleeping scene that Mm -hmm. you know uh syrian that the mother character the older woman have they share some moment of not being able to sleep together but they're obviously not in the same place like their emotional state isn't the same we're seeing a real distinction between the two people um and then we get this moment where the attack is taking place again right the camp um yeah and and something that we we didn't mention was that there's some hostility towards the queen, uh, right, right, Siri's absolutely. grandmother, right? Um, and we don't know 100% as to why there's that hostility or what that's all about. If there's some other, if every, I mean, it seems like everybody in that camp shares the same sort of sentiment towards um, the higher class of Sintra, or at least towards the queen. Um, and that's what prompts Siri to not say right, who she her is. actual name she of who she Fiona, is. Fiona, right? Fiona, right? And she shoves, she budges in line to get this soup and is quickly pushed aside. And nobody knows who she is. No one recognizes her. Right. Uh, and even if she was recognizable, she has this stuff in her hair um, and she's dirty and she's not surrounded by royal guards. And like, mm-hmm. so why would anybody think that she, oh, she probably died with Queen Calanthe, right? I would say that's also why she shortens her name as well from Cirilla to Siri so that she doesn't have to lie about her full identity right sure. she's just given herself a nickname towards the end of the end of her her scene here yeah and and so that you know we're in this this camp refugee camp whatever it is mm-hmm. where this upper these upper class folks have some measure of power and in comes another their tent was big their tent was really big i like very big i did not expect them to walk into this giant tent when it's when we realize that we're in a conversation about class and you know they're saying that the reason why they lost the battle is because the other side had elven scouts right Mm, so that we hear elves brought into the story as people working for the wrong side of the equation they're you know they're bad they're they're evil folks and you know we have that shoe exchange and then as the army's coming in the mother this this woman demands that the small man dwarf whatever he is carry carry her like gold and treasure right. almost right in like, his socks in, was it his socks uh, or, or he was, he's either in socks or he's in it was uh, some, series it was like some giant bag no i'm saying like he was in socks or he was in oh, series yes, shoes he was in in series, series they just shoes. traded shoes yeah awful yeah. right and he says to carry the uh it, the the sack of gold or items was like as big as he was yeah you know and when he drops it she ridicules him yeah. bullies him and he takes a knife and stabs her an yep. extraordinary number of times. A lot of times. 
uh, like too many times. I don't know how she was still screaming at the end. Screaming, there was a lot of the same sound effect. I will yeah, say that. Like we heard that that little sound yeah. of the blade going in yeah, her little body uh, over and over and over yep. again. And then we have the uh, elf from before who fed Siri the rat. Uh, cut open the the back of the tent. I really thought it was the 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 feather hat. Yeah, I thought, uh, thought guardian, she was right? captured uh, again, right? But she was she was saved and um, taken into the woods. Uh, but before she goes, she meets the boy who befriended her in the beginning, who brought her into the tent and family, and has a moment of I don't know what she was feeling exactly, but it was yeah, it was like the I, I don't know, just the cost of war and like well, what, and empathy, what, what's right? Happening to her people, yeah. right? When she and when she leans down, it's it's because it's a life, right? It's not because he's mm-hmm. rich. It's not because of what right. he is. It's because it's a life that's lost. And it's another arrow, right? Am I right about that? It was another arrow. It was yeah. another arrow, right? Yeah. So there's a thing there. And we then go into the woods and we make this discovery. Yeah. And she she shortens her name. She finds out that he's an elf and she says, thank you. And that's the most kind we've uh, the most kindness we've seen towards any elf, I think, throughout the episode, right? Um, Geralt's kindness towards the elves is a different type of emotion. Um, right. Because it's a, it's about... A sympathetic position yeah. and a political decision to some yeah, extent, right? right? Uh, but yeah, the, and that moment you can tell the elf and his he gives a little cavalier like shoulder puts his hat back on yeah. look and off they go. But and he speaks, he does speak, and he and so he wasn't mute before. Right. He was just choosing not to converse with the humans too much, right? G- giving up that word, like making the choice to expose himself, says something about how he feels about who this girl is and mm-hmm. we know there's something special about her yeah. and there may be some synchronicity that his experience or his power whatever the elves have connected to magic may be guiding us towards but that i thought that was a lovely little scene in the woods with the two of them as they're escaping yeah it was nice um yeah his name was dara dara show. Right. Uh, i don't know if he'll come back later on but um well, and just to yeah. make sure again we had some uh, not gratuitous, but in some pretty good slashing of... There's some good violence right there. Yeah, yeah. of folks yeah. in that camp. Yeah. Cool. Let's move on to uh, Yennefer. Right. Which was seemed like the, the primary story in this episode, right? right. It's um, the arc of the, the story. The introduction of her character. And uh, the title's called Four Marks, so Four the Marks. title's leading us that way, yeah. too. Um, so we we catch up with Yennefer for the first time, and she's in a uh, like a barn stable sort of right sort of area uh being bullied by these two i i guess like teenagers or young adults uh for her appearance yeah and you know we start out with that tease at the open where we think that the story is going to be about this couple right yeah and it's daisies and there's a lot going on with flowers and all of that and then you know she is getting bullied and then suddenly in the midst of the bullying she's a different place she's all of a sudden just like that in uh some cavernous there's skulls and it's like where the heck did she just go uh, and we learn that she portaled we learn that she portaled right in, into there and she meets a man named istrid um and he is in the books he is in sort of destiny you haven't gotten to that part mm-hmm. and i won't say any more about well, and he has that. gorgeous eyes can we just <laughs> yeah. all say that he has well gorgeous and so eyes. is she i mean it's purple right and and right. going i'm gonna go back to game of thrones here and yeah i know i believe Dang. daenerys is supposed to have purple eyes and uh in Game of Thrones, and they were just like, nah, we're not going to do the purple contacts. But it really works, I feel like, for Yennefer. Oh, it's just startling. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Uh, but with those purple eyes, she has this hunchback. Yeah, let's talk about the deformity, like the, the, the deformity. physical change. 
Yeah. Yeah. Her shoulders up and she's a hunched back and her jaw is slightly to the side. And there's some like there's some kind of prosthetic action yeah. or something happening. Her mouth is still like there's it's like she's got like a rock. It's in like it. she has a rock in there. Right. Because yeah. her mouth is still closing. Normally. Normally yeah. It's she. I, yeah. Uh, and I think she said at one point she has a, a twisted spine or something like that. Right. So and, um, Mm-hmm. And, and we learn why that probably happened, or at least why she believes it happened as we go through it, which let's save that and yeah. get there when we get there. Um, and, and so this guy says, you need to run because you need to get out of here. I'm going to open a special portal because the witch is going to come find you. Like you're going to, yeah. you're going to get in trouble. Yeah. Uh, and the witch does. Yeah. The witch does find her. Um, but before he creates that portal, he eats a flower. Right, which is you don't understand that until uh, until a little bit later, and we'll get to that. But um, yeah, so this witch shows up, and uh, you know, Jennifer is I don't know pulling a bucket of slop down to feed the pigs, I guess, and and it gets smashed all over her face. She falls, and it just it she can't handle the bucket, and uh, her dad comes out, scolds her. Um, I don't think it's her dad. It's her stepdad, whatever. It's her stepdad, whatever. And yeah, we learn why. We learn why. Because. We learn why later. Yeah, and it's so it's it's her her current father figure in life, uh, who scolds her, um, and uh, this witch comes up, or this magician, or and sorceress, whatever you want to call her, uh, comes up and uh, asks how much for a pig, uh, and they decide on ten marks, and then how much for the girl? What does she say? Does he say he says four. He says, well, he sold, sells her for four. Right. He says six, I think. Right, and then and then she goes four, and he says done. She he sold his daughter for less, for less than half of a pig. Right, and the the it's and the the mother loses it. Right, mm-hmm. she goes crazy, but off goes Yennefer to this place, which we yeah. don't know where it is. And when she gets there, she looks in a mirror, and her her self loathing is as strong as the loathing other people have for her. Yeah, and she smashes that mirror, uses the glass, yeah. and attempts and, and suicide. Cuts herself, uh, and and she, I think she, from what I was understanding, she pretty much succeeded, but they saved her. Is 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 that correct? Because she just wakes up in a bed healed. Then the next time we see right, her, she's, she's got the she's got the cuts and yeah, she got bandages that are bloody. But yeah, there, I mean, certainly her life is saved. Right. And uh, and then she goes into uh, training, like training yeah, right Hogwarts. Away. I mean, the one thing that yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. It's uh, I mean, we were talking about like this magic system needs to be set up and explained, and they're starting to do that. Um, and I think we need to understand what. Geralt's form of magic is versus the uh, witches and the, the I'm going to not call them witches because witch is too close to witcher. Uh, right. The sorcerers and the Sorcerer magicians thing. form of magic. I wonder if they're different. There's certainly systems. some really interesting connection between the earth, like nature, natural things mm-hmm. and what you have to do. You know, we see lightning, we see slugs, we see rock and flowers. Right, eels. Um, and there's a yeah. talk about chaos and order, right? And that mm-hmm. the world's full of chaos and you have to channel that chaos into order using life and that every bit of magic has a sacrifice to it. There is no, yeah, there is no conjuring something from nothing, right? right? And at first my, my thought was like, she conjured a portal out of nowhere. Like, is she that powerful? And then I realized it was the flowers she picked up that in the beginning it. of right. the oh, in the beginning of the the scene with her that allowed her to to transport. Um, 
Yes. Yeah, well, so, it, it's subtle in the beginning, and then it gets mentioned yeah. near, when, when later on when they're talking about the flowers. Um, you know, the uh, that that magic system is really interesting. It gives a lot to work with, and we can mm-hmm. see it in the Witcher's world. Like he's using herbs, he drinks them, imbibes them. There's yeah. some transition of power that happens there too, and his coldness and it could be part of this magical sacrifice as right. well. Um, Steph loved the moment when the girl first gets that rock to pop up and her hand. Oh, so talking no. about Hogwarts. I saw some Dumbledore crap. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> spoiler on that one. It's okay. If you haven't seen Harry Potter by now, then go watch that first and then come back to The Witcher. That's a pretty like, more oh. si- it's way more significant of Real a uh, story, I think, in pop culture. I thought that was going to kill her. Yeah, I, I really thought, thought I thought the rest of her body was going to kind of uh I thought someone was dying earlier in that and they yeah, and they, they didn't. didn't. No. Yeah. Well, cuz she mentions like it's pertinent to your survival that you pay attention I mean, and do all this stuff. Um and and Yennefer is not apparently any good at any of what's happening here. Right. She Except can't lift crazy the, crap. She can't lift the rock. She can't read the emotions or minds fears. right um yeah she didn't harness lightning in her hands though right so, so well it went in right to her body like it was given to her and then she's able to dish it back out right she's able to right, return she it. it up and then through yeah. that rage she sends it yeah i want to talk about the lightning bottling but let's jump before that about the the intimate moment with her and the other wizard whose name is you're gonna have to do Istrid. names for me Istrid. Istrid. so Istrid, uh she goes and she f- sees Istrid and and he shares with her the things that she would like to see and lets her read them. Yeah. And it feels a lot like he's doing the work there. That's and not what her. I was thinking too, is that, uh, I mean, you get the reveal at the end that he is working for uh, the uh, wizard we met in episode one, um, whose name I don't know. Um, and he is definitively a bad guy. I think is, at this he, point. Yes. Yeah. We have determined that he is not a good, a good dude. Um, Stregobor? No, it's not. Yeah. Is no, it that's Stregobor? it. Stregobor. That's it. And he's an adversary for uh, both Geralt and for Yennefer at this point. Yeah. Right. Um, and so it seems like he's trying to get some sort of information on Yennefer, right? Like Istrid is this planted agent trying to suck information from her to report back to, to Stregobor. But in that scene, it looks like they're building a relationship. Yeah, and it's very convincing. Oh, it's a lovely little and scene. And I will say, uh, the only thing I'll spoil from the book, it's not really even that big of a spoiler, but there is a romantic relationship between Yennefer and Istrid in the Sword of Destiny. Uh, and it's this love triangle between Geralt and Yennefer and Yennefer and, and uh, Istrid and Istrid and Geralt's conflict over Yennefer and this whole thing happens and it's really interesting. And so I don't know if they're going to go that direction. Um, well, Istrid certainly looked uncomfortable yeah. in that last scene when he was being exposed yes. to us, not to her right. as being, a, being complicit is his, in this Is plot. his love for her real? Is his admiration for her real? And he's just, he started as somebody who was just trying to get information and it turned into something else, right? So after, so after the, we see this uh, this little bit of, tender moment this nice little human to human scene mm-hmm. and we're seeing uh yennefer soften a bit like yeah. physically we go and do the lightning catching which was uh, i actually really like that sequence yeah lightning in a bottle um 
I mean, it's a common, uh, not a common phrase, but it's a phrase, right? It's, right. You can catch lightning in a you bottle. You catch lightning right? in a bottle, right? Um, you've timed everything right with a mix of luck at the same time. And you've done it. This is actually the physical manifestation of catching lightning in a bottle. And the first girl, it happens it's exactly what you expect to happen. She just gets zapped. It's and, great. Uh, it's a good yeah. gag, right? Yeah. I, I, I will say there's a lot more humor in this episode yeah. and it all works. Almost it, all it the needed it. Works. It was the, maybe, and that's maybe what the first episode really lacked was this, um, the comedic relief, right. Of all of it. Um, and we talked about bullies a little bit throughout the other two stories. And Yennefer's bully is obviously the lead, um, mage magician, right. Woman, right. And so uh, we have the the first person catches lightning in her body and gets <laughs> hurt, and the second one catches lightning in a bottle, and then loses her eyeballs because the bottle the blows bottle sh- up, shatters. Yeah, like don't look right at it. That's yeah, a bad idea. Um, yeah, a little bit of pride does not go. And very then the long. third woman actually catches it and is fine. Um, but Yennefer's already been blown away. Yennefer's by already it. been blown away by yeah. And so, but Yennefer harnessed the power of the lightning, whereas right. the first girl just got demolished exactly. and knocked out. So there's what you're seeing is like Jennifer actually has power. Uh, it's just, she doesn't know how to control it. And we're watching the scales sort of mm-hmm. tilt the other direction where maybe something's going on here that we don't realize. Yeah. So maybe these tests are different than we think they are. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it seems the whole time to me that her bully figure, like, right. The lead uh, magician uh, woman is, um, is almost it, it seems like she's being mean, but she's really training her and only her. Mm-hmm. The other, it feels like the other women in that room with her do not matter at all. And that this is part of Yennefer's training and no one else's. Yeah, and you know, we know that the she was being hunted for after the portal, and mm-hmm. so that makes some sense. And then we get that moment where they talk together and she says, Yeah, people like us, she uses that phrase, the yeah. the, the emotional the head mage, ones, right? Right. Yeah. We're, we're both powerful and dangerous. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. And then uh, as we move forward through that sequence, we're back with a romantic moment, right? Yeah, we're back in the dungeons with all the skulls. Well, perfect place for some some romantic... Uh, and and yeah, we suddenly uh, discover their elf skulls and we get the skulls. rest yeah. of the world building about the elves. And mm-hmm. not only did the elves, you know, the land grew well for them and their blood helped the land grow, but they in fact are the ones that taught magic to the humans. And that Istrid um, doesn't hate them, but admires them and is uh, honoring of them, right? Like he wants to continue to pass on their, I guess, deeds and what they've done for the country as a whole, um, even though they're being essentially persecuted, right? By the the rest of the country. Um and uh, there's something that there's something that happens before we have a reveal from Yennefer. Is there is there a, a moment that happens? Do they kiss? They, they kiss. They kiss, right? And then she's crying when she tells him. So yeah. Well, oh, we, oh, she we, conjures the portal. She conjures the portal by that's fighting. Right. I thought that's what the reveal you were talking about was. Yeah, I couldn't I remember what it was. The real reveal is different. And he said, "How could you do it that first time?" And then she reveals mm-hmm. why she can. And, and yeah, she, her, yeah, she reveals that she her her actual father was was half yeah. elf, which would make her quarter elf um, and that that elf blood is what gives her this damaged the, spine what's it twisted. twisted the twisted spine uh i wrote down while i was watching that um to her uh the reason for her deformity is because she's part elf but i want to say that it's also 
the reason for her strength and her abilities, right? And so what she sees as a weakness actually is going to come, I think, to be her strength. Um, well, and we, we have the Astrid character. Am I saying that right? Astrid. Yeah. Istrid. 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 Uh, I'm going to mess names up. That's Some of okay. these names are weird too, Yeah, man. they are weird names. Uh, Istrid. Then there's this kiss and that that all flows out of the elf love and the personal love and the ability to learn like you've learned this lesson. Now you can yeah. share that with your spy master. Right, right. <laughs> your spy master. So after that reveal from Yennefer, um, she pretty much scoots off to spy on the... She waits for the knock, doesn't get the knock, and I'm assuming that knock was to come down. And the wrong knock. Yes, yeah, she didn't want. She thought she wanted the knock, she but does she not does want not knock. want the knock. Uh, the knock pretty much means you're going to turn into an eel. Um, I they were slugs. No, she no, said it, that they were slugs. She says they're slugs. Jennifer oh, calls them and slugs. Yeah, and she, and they corrected that it's an eel. Um, and but the eels, her friends, are these eels now, but they still have all the power. They just don't have any of the control. Right. Um, Te- definitely teaching Yennefer a lesson that like you can have both in some way. Uh, I mean, her deformity is really her chaos and she needs to learn to turn her chaos into order. Right. I'm wondering um, if we're going to see a physical change. In we, uh, we definitely will. Uh, if her body's a- absolutely. Calm. They've already um, teased it in trailers and things like that. Well, if but, you look at her, she, I mean, she is softening visually yeah. for us. Yeah. But the other thing that happens too, right, is these eels, they don't just become eels. A second thing has to happen. Yennefer has a job to do. Yeah, and that is to push them into this water. Um, it's like sparkling water. You'll turn sparkly once the eel went in. Right? And then there were a lot of eels in there, and I'm wondering yeah. if that's a power source, if we're looking at a battery for the magic, magic. people's the community. Magic, right. Right, were these all the failed students that right. then just get pushed and turn into eels for the rest or of their these lives? Conduits and, who aren't failed students but just come so they can turn them into conduits. Right, are they the, are power. the most powerful? Are the most powerful? Uh, yeah, are they turned into these eels, and it's left to give all of their power to? I don't know the the strongest or the most emotional or the most connect i don't really know what yeah, her we're, what we're, her categories right. are for choosing right what are her what does she need to have what are well, the, i think what we're going to find that boxes? out i think that's yeah. a place we're going to be heading um yeah that's i mean that's really is there anything else that's really the I, well, episode we, i mean I feel we like, can see now we may have a structure for the show yeah. these three storylines slowly moving their way together and that's interesting to me we know that they're mixing books right so yeah you, you don't have to read the books in order to follow this series at all and i don't think this is a linear nature for the game either uh i'm really pleased with this episode i the, yeah this if only the first episode had the budget of the second episode uh because they could have really done a number on that first episode on that pilot with the money they had for this um, well the, the core plot line in that was great right the renfrey and uh witcher storyline the Geralt storyline really worked like that played really yeah. nicely it just was in a world that didn't have the scope and scale yeah. that made it right. feel like it was something bigger than right. we're actually TV getting movie. we're actually getting wide shots in episode two and we're getting establishing moments and uh and people are really outside yeah yeah we're not it doesn't feel like we're just sitting on a soundstage yeah uh, with green screen like this feels like they spent the money went out shot it on location added some fake stuff in the background uh which is still noticeable but 
passable for me. Um, so yeah, cinematography is better. The lighting is better. The production design is still pretty good. And, and we're uh, world building, which is yeah. great. So now it feels like we're in a real place instead of just in one person's story. And we have three storylines that are interweaving, disconnected. We can drive us forward. They can be both episodic as they move forward yeah. and driving a big story arc. The big question is when do these paths cross? Um, you know, we have eight episodes in the season. At what point do uh, Geralt, Siri, and uh, Yennefer cross paths? Uh, will it happen? Will it happen in the last episode? Will it happen in the next episode? I don't know. I, I can't be the next episode, but they're working towards. I'm going to say connecting these threads, if, right? If if they, I'm just going to say if they connect, in the next <laughs> if they connect in the last scene of the last episode, and then we have to wait a year. That will be a frustration. So painful. I, I mean, I'm I'm going to go off on a limb and say episode six. Okay. That's my prediction as of right now. I love when you make predictions. I love it's predictions. One of my favorite it's things. fun. And it's, uh, we'll, we'll see if I'm right or wrong. But uh, I don't know. Like based on where I am in the book, they're going to, that's, I imagine they're going to save that for season two. So, um, I don't know if it's greenlit yet, season two. I imagine it has to be. Um, if it's not already, it's going to be pretty soon. It'll I, take I a guess. beat for us to figure it out, and we can post yeah. that if we find yeah. it and don't uh, know. So. so far, loving the series. Yeah, I think we're on a good journey. I think this should be great. A uh, journey with some people we actually like who are interesting yeah. and some nice surprises this episode. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so with that in mind, we're going to continue on. We're, co uh, we're calling this we'll adventure. Witcher Watch. So Witcher Watch. Uh, and we'll be back. We're going to try and do this quickly over a week for those of you who are in real time with us. And if you're not in real time with us, you can watch these at whatever pace you want. So this is our first episode of Witcher Watch. It's two episodes long. We'll be back in a couple of days with the next two episodes and about a day skipped in between each one. So keep your eye on the feed. Make sure you go check our website, rackandfocuspodcast.com, where you can find out both what movies we're going to be seeing and you can also follow this sort of Witcher Watch journey. Yeah, and we'd love for you to connect with us on social media. So uh, you can find all of our social channels at rackingfocuspodcast.com, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We'd love to, to chat with you, hear your thoughts about uh, the show, some movies we're seeing, and uh, hear your thoughts about what we're saying as well. If you disagree or agree, we'd love to know. And if you can't find, if you forget that web address for some reason, even though we just said it and you could just rewind and do it, you can always find it in the show notes uh, yeah. and uh, you can just check those show notes at either Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. You can also find us on Anchor FM. Uh, there's plenty of places you can find the podcast. Please subscribe. And if you would also leave us a review, five-star review, give us whatever criticism you'd like and please share this journey yes. of The Witcher Watch. I was going to say, if you have a friend who loves The Witcher, Please share it with them. We'd love for them to experience it with us. And so. we'd love for them to tell us how wrong we are. We yeah, would we'd love, love that too. a little fight because I think we might think we're right. Yeah. 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 Cool. Episode awesome. six, Josiah. Episode six. Let's That's see. Let's see if it say. happens. I think it will. I think it will. <laughs> All, right. All right, guys. We'll catch you next time on the Racking Focus podcast. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Racking Focus podcast.